What are the top four problems facing the Christian community? And why are Christians losing ground in the culture war? My name's Mark Harrington, and you're listening to Activist Radio on The Mark Harrington Show. Mark Harrington Show is brought to you by Created Equal, and you can support Created Equal by going to createdequal.org. So today on the program, I have as my good friend, uh, Bill Jack, who is the founder, one of the founders of Worldview Academy. Bill, thanks for being on the program today. It's always a joy to be with you, Mark. Thanks for having me. So, folks, uh, Bill and I go a ways back. I was trying this morning to figure out when it was I met you. I think I met you at Team Pack here in Columbus. Uh, Bill's uh, directing Team Pack actually this week in Columbus. But I met you, I think, around 2006, 2007 for the first time. And then um, knowing about Worldview Academy, I talked to you about possibly speaking there. And you you invited me to come and speak at Worldview. And folks, uh, just so you know, all four of my children have gone through Worldview Academy. Every one of them, Luke, Dylan, Amelia, and Christian is coming this summer for the second time. He'll be part of the Ohio group. So we go back a ways, Bill and I, and we've uh, you know, been kindred spirits in the culture war for a very long time. And I'm a big fan of Worldview Academy. And we're going to be talking about that today on the program. So, Bill, you know, what I want to do is start out and just ask the basic question, what is a worldview? Because a lot of people, you know, we, we hear the word tossed around, but I'm not sure people really understand what it means. You're, you're correct. You know, it's, it's a buzzword. It's, it's a buzzword in the Christian community. And most people think, well, I'm a Christian. I have a, I have a Christian worldview. And the answer is most Christians are as I was for many years. And that is we love Jesus with our hearts, but we're trained to think secularly we're trained to think outside a christian worldview and and a worldview is framed by two big questions the two big questions are what's the nature of god and then Mm -hmm. what's the nature of man if you answer those two questions i will tell you your worldview everybody has a worldview um there's no such thing as a non-believer for example uh even the atheist believes in something he believes in no god even the person who says he believes in nothing believes in something because he believes in, well, nothing. So there's no right. such thing as a non-believer. And how you answer those two big questions will frame your perspective on reality. And so a worldview is merely the set of lenses through which mm-hmm. you filter reality. Right. And so uh, I think it was 1996 when you started Worldview with a couple other guys. Uh, you're one of the co-founders. Uh, that's been a while. <laughs> was that 24 years ago? It's been a while. Why do you? Why was there a need for Worldview Academy? I mean, isn't uh, we, isn't the job getting done in the church? Of if, teaching if Worldview. Church, yeah, if the church were doing its job, then I wouldn't exist. Just mm-hmm. as if the church were, were doing its job, created equal wouldn't exist. And, right. and there are opportunities for Christians to form organizations that come alongside and mm-hmm. help bolster what the church should be right. doing, but is not capable of doing or does not have the bandwidth to do. And, and so we come along and we want to complement 
as mm -hmm. in complete what parents are teaching their students at home. And at Worldview Academy, we do this mainly through camps during the summer, as you right. pointed out, and we concentrate on three areas, on teaching worldviews, on training them to defend their faith and then give away their faith. So it is evangelism and apologetics. And then finally on servant leadership skills. And it's done in a week long program, but it's not merely sit them in a classroom and pop their heads open. I mean, they are in class for about 29 hours out of the week, but we do take them out and we have them engage people in conversations on college campuses and downtown areas. That's one of the mm -hmm. things that makes us unique is the practical application. Right. And that's why we love Worldview Academy so much. That's why I've sent my children through the uh, program, because like you here at Created Equal, we believe the same thing, that students are only going to learn so much in the classroom. We need to give them the head knowledge, but they got to learn uh, the practical way of actually expressing their views to others who disagree. And that's how they actually learn, folks. I mean, that's why Worldview Academy, I think, is different. That's why Created Equal is different. We're on the front lines of the culture war, but we're doing it in a way where we're teaching people, young people, uh, pro-life, specifically pro-life apologetics. Uh, let, let's get into the camps, uh, 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 Bill. You know, last year you guys had to cancel because of COVID, which I was hugely disappointed with because I wanted to send my son there uh but this year you're gonna go ahead with them and I'm, I'm glad to see that there's going to be two sets of camps this year uh let's talk about the camps what makes them different than say sending your kid to a typical church camp or other type of camp what makes worldview different worldview is unique in that it's a leadership camp it is not a come get your unsaved friends saved camp i mean I there see. are camps for that and mm -hmm. we do have students who show up who who are there because mom and dad said you're going to camp. I mean, there are heel marks across the carpet in the living room where junior <laughs> or juniorette was dragged out the door. That's yeah. rather rare. But by the end of the of the week, we give students and parents the opportunity to sign up for the following year at a locked in rate. And we have uh, over an 80 percent. Um, early bird wow. sign up. So mm. they come to camp perhaps reluctantly, but they come back at, because they want to. It's it's one of the things we want them to do is to own their faith. And to mm. own their faith, they're going to have to apply their faith. And that's why that 45 minutes out on Wednesday afternoon engaging the culture and conversation transforms camp. They're getting a lot of mm. truth between mm. Sunday and Wednesday. And then after and when they go out they realize their sunday school answers don't suffice they realize that they've given a clear gospel to someone who has looked them in the face and turned away and walked away rejecting christ and it breaks the students hearts or they see mm -hmm. someone to whom they've given a gospel rather awkwardly they see the holy spirit move on that person's life and they trust christ and they come back and they're rejoicing they come back and they go, I need this. And that's when grace mm -hmm. kicks in. So that's mm -hmm. why we say it's truth and grace, truth and grace, truth and grace. That's what makes Worldview Academy unique. It is our college staff that make camp sing. Mm -hmm. They are with a college group leader, small group leader the entire week. They, they go to lectures together. They eat together. They debrief together. We have faculty who have great skills in communicating difficult ideas to uh, put them on the plate. 
We like to put the cookies on the low, on the bottom shelf so that they're easily accessible. But it's we're we're not afraid to deal with tough issues, as you right. well know. And right. so we're, we're I, it. I like it because I like to see the lights come on. I like to see the lights come right. on in students' faces, and they go, "Aha!" That's the right. aha moment. Amen. My guest today is Bill Jack. He's one of the founders of Worldview Academy and has uh, written a few books and also created a lot of great DVDs. And you can find out more about Worldview Academy by going to worldview.org. Bill, you know, I want to reference this uh, Gallup poll that came out recently, which is very alarming. You know, the trends are obvious in America and the Western world by that for that matter that uh, they're becoming more secular. We all know that. But according to this uh, recent Gallup poll, Gen Xers, Gen Z, and millennials, uh, the majority of them now consider themselves what they call religious nuns. Uh, We're not talking about a Catholic nun here. We're talking about religious nuns, meaning they have no religious affiliation whatsoever. In other words, they don't go to church. They don't affiliate with any church. Uh, these are alarming trends uh, that we've been seeing now for decades. Uh, you know, as you are reaching out and, and teaching and training young people, as we are here, uh, what do you attribute the failure of the church to, to attract people to the Christian message, to Christ? What's going on? I, I, it is alarming, but it, in one sense, it means that I have job security, just as you have job security. <laughs> It is true. But there is there is I think there are four things that I've noticed over the past few years, even within Christendom, that are alarming. And one is the the first one is moral bankruptcy. And Uh we have we have spent the moral capital from previous generations and we Mm. have not replenished that we have not put deposits into the next generation. And Mm -hmm. as a result, uh, for example, it, we also do a bridge year program for students between 17 and 22 who want to get grounded in their faith. And it's a two semester program um, before they hit college or their career path. And they want to get grounded in their faith. They can re- receive up to 30 hours of transferable credit. It's worldviewbridgeyear.com. And we at the bridge year program, we also take our students out to the local high school in Canyon City, Colorado, and we have mm-hmm. them share their faith. And mm-hmm. I was there and, and we were in the park across the street and there was a police officer just kind of monitoring what's going on during lunch period with the students. And he and I struck up a conversation and he said, these students need this. Yep. I asked him, I said, uh, you know, what's going on? He said, well, he said, I went to the ministerial association and asked them to help uh, to send people out to help reach these high school students because they really need the gospel. And I asked if any Christians had shown up and he, he looked at the ground, shook his head and said, no. Now mm. we're, we're missing the greatest mission field in our culture. And that is the secular schools. Right. The schools are not your friend. The schools mm. have won. They are godless. What is the key? Of, Jesus said in Luke eleven fifty two 52, you have to the lawyers. He said, you've taken away the key of wisdom. What's the key of wisdom? It's fear of the Lord. Do we teach fear of God in schools? Of course not. No, no. We teach fear of man. So it's moral bankruptcy. And it's, that leads to the biggest one I see, and that is confusion in the culture. Um, right. Just recently, 
I noticed that uh, that Caitlyn Jenner, aka Bruce Jenner, is considering running for governor against if Newsom gets you know thrown out of office in California. And it reminded me of a conversation I had with a, a girl at camp. Now, many of our students are homeschool students. They've been raised in a Christian family, they've been raised in a Christian setting. So they're immersed in Christianity. They're, they come to be leaders. It's mm-hmm. again, it's not a it's not an outreach. It is a development and preparation for them camp. And she sat down with me and she and her small group and said, we have a question. What do you think of Caitlyn Jenner? And I said, you mean Bruce? And she said, well, he wants to be called Caitlyn. And I said, of course, Abraham Lincoln said, if you call, ask a group of people, if you call a sheep's tail a leg, how many legs does a sheep have? The answer, of course, is four. It doesn't matter what you call the tail. It's still a tail. Okay. And as far as Bruce Jenner goes, I said, check his DNA. And then she retorted with, well, he claims to be a Christian. And I said, well, he may very well have trusted Christ, but he is shaking his fist in the Mm -hmm. face of his creator saying, Mm -hmm. you don't define me. I do. Now, if I have to have that kind of conversation with Christian students who are immersed in a Christian setting and a Christian, they swim in, in the in the ocean of Christianity. They have all their lives, many of them. Mm-hmm. Yes. But they also are surrounded by the sea of secularism. If I have to have that kind of conversation with leadership students, what about the average youth group? What about the average, yeah. you know, that's the problem. Who, who, that's the problem. So there's confusion. Yeah. And that yeah. is the result. The third thread is, is even more ominous. And that well, is we get to, before we get to that, Bill, let me give yeah. people uh, folks. Listen, here's the bottom line here. If you're a, a parent, you have a Christian son or daughter and you're worried. You, you see the war. You see what's going on. Right. And you see your fr- friends, kids walking from the faith. And you're worried about your own kids, which you should be. Uh, first of all, get them out of government schools. I'm just going to tell you that up front. Just get them out of government school. I don't care what you have to do. Homeschool them, send them to a Christian school or something. Do do whatever you have to. Sacrifice to get them out of the government schools because you're going to nine out of ten of them are going to walk from the faith because the government schools are going to pump them with all kinds of of nonsense. That's the first thing. Second thing is uh, make sure your church is teaching worldview. And if they aren't, send them to worldview camp. And in order to do that, go to worldview.org. Folks, if you would pull up the uh, the camps, uh, Mr. Producer, here we got uh, we got the Western camps. So if you live, say, in the Western part of the country, you can be part of the Western camps. If you live in the Eastern part of the country, you can be part of the Eastern camps. Uh, I mean, you can go to any camp you wish, but it makes more sense if you're geographically in the West or the East to go to those perspective camps. But uh, this will change your young person forever. Uh, like, like Bill said, that aha moment. They will be immersed in good, strong Christian apologetics teaching and outreach. Maybe for the first time being able to share their faith uh, in the public square. And this is where they learn. Uh, and so I, I can't endorse Worldview Academy enough. I've sent all four of my children through. It's made a huge difference in their lives. Among other things, we, we can't expect Worldview Academy for one week 
to do what parents should be doing, you know, 365. But uh, it's just another way, another touch, another opportunity for them to to get the kind of teaching that unfortunately is not often being taught in our churches. So I exhort you to go to worldview.org, sign up. It's not too late to sign up your young person for one of the camps this year. Uh, Bill, we went through moral bankruptcy, confusion. Uh, before the show, I asked you for four problems that the Christian community is facing. Let's go to biblical illiteracy. Uh, we've left churches, my wife and I, where they simply just entertain, virtually entertain the young people while the parents are in service. Uh, I think that's a problem across the board. They're not being taught the Bible. Uh, you guys do that at Worldview. Right. And, and we, uh, the culture, we in the Christian community underestimate our youth. You know, the, the great revivals may have been sparked by elder statesmen and mature pastors and preachers and evangelists, but they were carried by the youth. And we underestimate our youth and what we need to do is equip them. I mean, OK, how many times have you have you heard? Well, you know, I, I'm a Christian. I, by the way, I, I taught public high school for 10 years. The, the mm -hmm. group that sent that that sends more students to private and home schools percentage wise than any other group are public school teachers. We do not want mm. our students there because we know what goes on there yeah. and do not send your students. OK, I'm, I'm going to. I was recently in Illinois and uh, I, on the radio, it, the announcement was the governor had signed a law mandating that uh, LGBTQ history be taught in public schools. And at that moment, I realized what needs to be put above every door of every school in every state that is a public school. It should be the gates of hell. Mm -hmm. You're sending your yep. students to the gates of hell. I'm going to be blunt yep. about it. Get your kids out of there. I'm with you. I agree. I, I destroyed your students for the first seven to five to seven years that I taught. And I was a nice guy and I was a Christian. Christians are the problem. I was your right. problem because I taught youth in my church, but it had no application what I did throughout the week. And so that's. Yeah. That's and, you know, thing. Christian parents have to bring their, their kids come home from public school and they're constantly deprogramming them. I mean, right. <laughs> they're, they're not going to win that fight. And, and what I would say is, well, the school is tax supported and, you know, I got to render unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's. And I use that as an excuse not to mention the most influential piece of literature in Western civilization in my literature class. That's absurd. Not to mention the best, the most, the first book ever printed on a movable type printing press. The first book mm -hmm. read in outer space, the international bestseller. What I Amen. failed to mention the Bible. Now, yeah. that's academically absurd. But let's go back to this Caesar thing. You know, the question that we need to ask is, OK, yes, Jesus did say render unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's. If it's on the coin, then you pay your taxes. But here's the question. Whose image is on ever, every person who has ever lived? Is it the yeah. state's or is it God's? Better question, more personal question to parents is, whose image do you want stamped on the hearts and minds of little children sitting in those school desks? You want the secular states or do you want God's? Amen. So my guess many again Christians, is many Christians are biblically illiterate because they do not know what that verse means particularly. You know, and and then the next thing is a lack of concern for liberty. That's yeah, let's talk about that, because here's the thing. 
we're seeing with COVID and, and what, what's gone on in the last year and a half, the, the wholesale assault on Christian liberty across America and the church is hardly raising up a voice because they're they're mostly concerned about just keeping their churches open, if you if you will, or having Zoom meetings and what. And they're not thinking about the threat to liberty. Somehow we have disconnected the idea of liberty from Christianity. Uh, and that, that and especially our young people, they have no basis. They've 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 been told America's the, the problem with the world. They're the evil in the world. Uh, you know, hate the hate America crowd is gaining steam. And uh, there's very little pushback. Uh, Bill, uh, could you explain? Well, why is that happening? Why is why is it that Christians no longer seem to be concerned about liberty that our forefathers bled and died for? How often have you heard somebody stand up in church on a Sunday morning, do the public prayer and start off by saying, Father, thank you for allowing us to live in a country where we can gather freely to worship you. Whenever I hear that, I want to stand up and scream because it's not true. What about That's the right. photographer in New Mexico? What about the the baker in 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 Oregon or the florist in in Washington State or the or Jack Phillips, the baker in in Colorado? It, are they free to bring their faith no. there in their work? What's this, what the church is doing is this: they're saying, "Do whatever you want to to those people." Just don't make us, the church, accountable to the same laws. Give us a religious freedom restoration act, for example. Right, hey, hey Bill. Before we exempt. we're running out of time, I want let me jump jump we jump on this because in, we don't have a whole lot of time on this one. But we got this Equality Act, which is a gauntlet coming against the church, and, and some people are are waking up to the threat. Basically, what we have here is the government's going to come in if passed. And determine what it what is considered Christianity in Christian schools and churches. There's going to be a government agent that'll be making sure that you follow the guidelines uh, that the government has set for you. And if you go outside of these boundaries, then you know they're going to put the the force of government on your church and possibly sh shut you down or take away your 501c3 status or so on and so forth. If you would, we've got about a minute here. Would you kind of get into this? What what can we be doing with the Equality Act and how to fight back on that one? Well, I believe in liberty for all, not liberty for some. If we don't have liberty for all, we have liberty for none. Mm -hmm. We need to stand and we need to speak truth and grace. We need to be reminded of what Nehemiah did. He set the trumpeter next to him and he told people carry their swords with one hand and carry bricks with the other. We build where we can and we battle where we must. And the church should be at the forefront of sounding the alarm of blowing the trumpet. And notice Amen. what Nehemiah said. He said, be assured, our God will fight for us. He didn't say, hey, you know, when the sound of the trumpet comes, he said, come and he said, rally and fight. He said, but remember, our God will fight for us. We need to be people who speak truth and grace truth and grace to the culture and stand for liberty, hold out a mm -hmm. hand of restraint against tyranny, mm -hmm. and then hold out a hand of hope for those who are trapped in sin. And we need to be salt and light in every aspect of culture, be it in mm -hmm. the arts, in literature, in science, in music, in philosophy, in government, in politics. We need to stand 
there and speak truth and grace. That's well, what we're that's trying my... to do at Worldview Academy. Amen. And, you know, the, the, one of my biggest concerns about this Equality Act is somehow there's going to be a religious exemption or something, you know, that's yeah. going to get the churches off the hook, just as they did, you know, with the uh, the, the RIFRA laws and the, the, the gay marriage decision. As long as it doesn't involve us, we build in this religious exemption. Well, the world is going to hell. You know, you it's know OK that, as long as we have us, our little yeah. little uh, enclave. You know what that makes us uh, it makes us it makes us nothing more than a special interest group. That's, That's what the right. church has become. Nothing more than just another special interest group. We need to stand for liberty. That's Mark. right. That's, no, I get, we need to do. that's right. So, hey, listen, folks, you need to go to worldview.org. Uh, Mr. Producer, pull up that uh, that schedule right there, the camps this summer. If you're a Christian parent and you want your kids to learn Christian apologetics from some of the best teachers in America, go to worldview.org. There's the camps there. You've got the West Coast camps, the East Coast camps. There's one in Ohio, Pennsylvania, Michigan, if you're in the Midwest region. I'll be speaking at one of these here in Ohio at the Cedarville camp. I exhort you to send your young person there. They will never be the same. You've been listening to your radio activist on the Mark Harrington Show. Uh, Bill Jack's been my guest, co-founder of Worldview Academy. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember, America, to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to become a witness against the evil, evil plague in America, Call Created Equal at 614-269-7808. That's 614-269-7808. Or go online to createdequal.net. Createdequal.net. Be sure to tune to The Mark Harrington Show next time for your marching orders in the culture war.